so today I spoke with Eva, a lady I've had on before, and a, a modest lady. She doesn't really talk herself up, but she does a fantastic job for the community in Salisbury. She has and runs Share Salisbury. It's a library of things that you can bring, take, and borrow. And yeah, I caught up with her. And what was great, amongst other things, not just talking about that, is actually we just went off topic and spoke about lots of things. And there was even a little glitch uh, towards the end where everything crashed and you suddenly realize I'm just talking again and reloading up everything. And these are often my favorite podcasts, and I hope you enjoyed it. Hello and welcome back. How are you? Hello. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. It's felt like a long time since I've been chatting to you. I thought that as well, but when I looked back, it was April last year. Yeah. And, and I was just <laughs> Well, hopefully, I'm hopefully to hear um hoping to hear all about that. But I, I was the same as you. For some reason, I I, I don't know why. I, I thought it was longer than April last year. Although saying that, in my head, I thought it was like I'd been doing, it was about two years ago, but I don't actually think I've been doing the podcast for two years. So that just wouldn't have been possible. But it, it was just like, it's, it's literally just uh, ju only just over a year ago, because you and I kind of arranged to do this about three or four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So how long, when you, when I first spoke to you last April then, how long had Cher Salisbury been running for so i think as of april we were kind of in the setting up phase so we had officially you? opened yeah so yeah now it's a real thing it's weird <laughs> and how how has it been because it does seem to just be getting better or bigger and bigger more and more successful yeah, it's been a very busy year. So um, the kind of first year we wanted to test the waters and see if it was something that the community of Salisbury would get on board with, if it would be useful, if it would be used. And the first year has kind of um, proved that it has been. So quite chuffed with that, really. So we went probably last April, we were in the in the process of pat testing electrical items, painting shelving, making shelving, and doing all that kind of hands-on setting up. Um, and we officially opened June 2021. So we're, we're kind of a, a year and a month over um, since opening. And yeah, we've had lots of people signing up for um, online accounts with us. I think we're at about 442 people signed up with an online oh, account so yeah <laughs> and is, is that still um like a, a monthly fee so we have options available so the 442 people are people who are able to reserve things online um we have a one-off borrower um membership so you don't need to pay a monthly fee you can just come in and pay the price that's advertised on the website um but we also have memberships so we've got about 60 monthly paying members and about half of those are on standard membership and the other half are on our low income membership so that's 
£12 for the year for low income and £4 a month for standard. And I've just kind of changed it up um, after the year. We um, decided to make all the borrows free. So before there was kind of a, a bit of a calculation and you got reduction on the items. Yeah. Um, and because of all the things that are happening, cost of living crisis and also um, just to make things easier to calculate for people, um, we've we've chosen to um, allow people who are paying monthly to borrow things for free. And that's proven quite popular as well. That's pretty good, though, because I, I've seen like, some of the items and stuff that you have. Um, and it's, it's everything from lawnmowers to telescopes. Oh yes. <laughs> Go on. Such a random variety. Um, a lot of it I'd like to think is useful. Some of it is potentially less useful, but it's very useful at the moment that you need that random thing. So yeah, telescopes, carpet cleaners, pressure washers, some of the more obscure ones we have um a, a compression aid um so put compression socks on yeah. so it's like it um and then we have bunting and jigsaws and kids toys and yeah some borrowed more than others i can imagine what are the popular borrowed items uh so the top of the list is our carpet cleaner um yeah. <laughs> then second up is probably our pressure washer which is very popular and it's a it's quite a small one but it's really powerful so um that's a good one and we have had a lot of our gazebos that have been flying out the uh doors over the last kind of couple of months as well actually yeah gazebos would be a good one because i mean although gazebos are re relatively cheap um if you don't actually need one it's still a waste of money mm -hmm. and, and it's only going to sit in a shed and not be used so actually yeah. coming just yeah no that's i i wouldn't have thought about because he but yeah the, yeah for a couple for a one-off event at, you know a family weekend or something or a barbecue or something like that that's yeah, yeah that's pretty cool what's the what do you have anything that nobody's borrowed yet uh other than the uh compression sock aid um it's weird. So I would say we've had like 96 wine glasses in the library of things. And I've been kind of carefully trying not to smash them as I move yeah. them around. And they hadn't been borrowed until, and it's when I say it hasn't been borrowed, then someone borrows it and I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they've just gone out for a party and they've been booked for one in the future. So yeah, anything else that hasn't been borrowed. Um Gosh, I can't think now. There's probably loads of stuff that sat there. Some of the things we have had to release and sell on because um, people weren't weren't borrowing them, and we needed the shelf space. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else right yeah, now. Yeah, because I suppose because that's the other thing is how, how big is your unit now? So we've added another shelf. <laughs> um, so it's not massive. We've got kind of like quarter of basically we're in, we're in uh, Wessex Community Actions Unit who are on Churchfield. So it's kind of an, yep. an industrial unit and um, we're kind of borrowing a quarter of it. So whatever can fit on the shelves is how much space we have. Um, we are kind of 
nearing to maximum capacity at the moment but I was quite chuffed I tidied some of the shelf earlier and managed to tetris it all in and I freed up half a shelf and I was like we have half a shelf free what am I going to put on it little things excite me but it's 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 almost that's everyone's um kind of level of home excitement isn't it is if you i i had a a stack load of pcr tests and they're out of date and i put them in the bin and i seen the space on my desk and i was just like oh my god and it took me five minutes to put some notepads there (laughs) and it's just like you get you get so excited about just making space. There's a lady called, I think, Organised Vicky, or organ- I've seen her on a TV program I used to follow on Instagram, and that's what she does for a living. She makes a living at helping people organise space. And oh, it's, it. it's basically just common sense tidying up. <laughs> but she'll add in some nice boxes, some pretty jars, and come up with a really sensible system. You're like, why didn't I do that with my socks? That's so easy. Oh yeah. The thing with me is that I'll get it to that point and I'll be like, oh, it's all nice and tidy. And I'm looking at my desk now and good thing you can't see it because it's everywhere. But I get it all nice and tidy and I love it, but it's only tidy for like a week. And then I'm just like, oh, I'll just shove that in a drawer. And <laughs> My desk is an absolute mess. And right, right, right. Because I showed you a second ago, uh, just before we started, my coffee machine, because I, I, I like showing that off. But there's actually on my desk to my right, apart from my phone, I, I for some reason I, I always have lots of little jotting pads to write notes on, and they're not tidy. And then there's a book, and <laughs> I've got like a stack of books, and this is really random, and I've only just noticed this. For some reason, there's a pair of Levi 501s in the middle of the books. It's like, I must have put it there for a reason. I've never got around and then put books on top of it. And to the left is just, um, there's an old bottle of Baileys that I've never opened, um, which I think is out of date, and 30 metres of internet cable because I'm hardwired to the internet through the house. So, yeah, my my desk is an absolute travesty. You know? But as long as it looks neat and tidy behind me, it doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> So how have you not drunk this Baileys yet? I'm I'm somebody that has a reputation for drinking but doesn't actually drink much. And I I, I can go years without ever drinking. Mm-hmm. And like, like literally be teetotal for years or just drink once every two or three months at a social event or something like that. But I used to, when I was younger, I used to drink a lot and then I just kind of just got bored of it. And yeah, I, I just somehow ended up with a bottle of Causeway Coast Irish Country Cream. So it's, it's from Ireland, I guess. And yeah, just never got around to it. I've never even got around to opening it. No. Oh, yeah, no, it's crazy. I like that. That's my kind of Christmas beverage. So around Christmas, we, we have a bit. But... I did used to drink it. Yeah, that, that's. I used to drink Bailey's a lot. It used to be my go-to drink. So it's probably just uh, an, uh, an outstanding bowl. <laughs> just in a pile of money although i've learned you can't drink too much and too fast with baileys because i missed the new year's eve once because no. of that well the the entire just wiped out yeah luckily it was a party that we we're having at our house but i uh i didn't see the new new year come in because just just for clarification <laughs> how many hours did you make it before somebody noticed you were no longer there oh i think 
Yeah, I think I remember someone coming in and being like, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. And I think that was probably about half 10, 11, which is very sad, isn't it? It's not bad. It's not bad. But if somebody has to ask, are you okay? No. Yeah. You're not. So when you're not, not, not making New Year's Eve and what's looking forward how do, how do you want are there plans to expand plans to change yeah so um there's nothing set in stone just yet but i have um big visions of where i want share salisbury to be in the future and that is um kind of blue sky thinking i want it to be in um a kind of setting where it has a waste-free shop next to it and it's got a nice cafe and it's it's kind of a bit of a, a hub where people from the community can go and they can get their things to borrow they can go and have a coffee they can get their waste-free shopping and things like that but I think that's kind of maybe further down the line <laughs> the yeah, but like you say if you, if you don't put that kind of blue sky thinking in it never happens mm-hmm you know, it, it, it can't, it, it, it just, the dream and the ambition can never happen if you don't actually put it down on a piece of paper sort of thing and think, right, this is what I'd love. This is, this is a goal. And just what is waste-free shopping? Right. So it's, um, for example, uh, places like Blueberry Den in Salisbury is a shop where you can get refill, pastas, grains, uh, nuts, things like that, or, um, for example, cleaning solution or washing up liquid and you can get it refilled. Um, it basically cuts out plastic waste or single-use plastics. And, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the kind of setting that I'd like it to be in because, um, obviously, uh, when you're borrowing things, you're not um, – creating the waste from the plastic packaging and things like that so it kind of fits quite nicely together i think no it does it does it does fit nicely it's it's one of those um kind of strange ones it's i i find it amusing is the wrong word but <laughs> i find i kind of things like you notice you start to when you get i things are full circle because I, I grew up in an era where you took your glass bottles back to the shop and got 10b back you know and now we recycle bottles and people are like oh well now we recycle bottles it's like well we used to as well we just got paid for it whereas now you're doing it for free you know in yeah. fact, they come and collect them which is diesel and they charge it to your community tax uh your council tax and stuff whereas we used to do it off our own back and take them back to the shops ourselves um yeah. so it, it's it's, it's interesting to me how the, the ways that we're kind of taking things that we used to do anyway. Like, so I, I grew up in an era, like when I was a kid, um, I don't ever remember people having plastic bags anyway. Everyone just took their own bags and shopping trolleys. You know, every, every grandma had a shopping trolley. You know? But actually, most people did. Lots of people did. You know, plastic bags and stuff came along much later. And everyone just kind of had reusable cotton bags. It, it was yeah. just a thing that everybody had and little bags that folded up and put in your pocket. So this idea of kind of waste free is like, yeah, no, that, that's pretty much how I remember, remember things anyway. Um, 
it is weird isn't it it's like at what point did we think oh let's package everything and put everything in plastic because even i bet your fruit and veg never came in like plastic bags or anything like that when i was a kid there was two things that was massively different to today the first one was everything was seasonal most fruit and veg was grown in this country and it was all seasonal so like strawberries was for the summer a period for about a month in the summer that that was it oranges satsumas you know satsumas and tangerines they were pretty much a christmas product um apples tended to be a bit more all year round i I remember oranges and i vaguely remember i'm pretty sure bananas were pretty consistent as well but that's most likely because of where they came from Mm -hmm. um so that was the first thing that i remember that is massively different vegetables was seasonal and and that was it you know salads was for the summer (laughs) cabbage was for the winter um and yeah nothing was packaged you couldn't buy anything no nobody would dream of putting out packaging everything was just loose and you typically put it in paper bags Mm -hmm. and uh, they're all brown typically brown paper bags weighed it and then took it with you but people shopped a lot differently as well because shops weren't open on a sunday and closed on a wednesday afternoon yeah, See, banks post offices that. shops weren't yeah. typically weren't open on a wednesday afternoon i didn't know that how random yeah and everything was closed and except for convenience stores like your little corner shops corner shops pubs and restaurants were the only things that were allowed to be opened on a sunday mm-hmm. and yeah. you had to by law be paid time and a half for work on a sunday and well, bank holidays <laughs> this is the thing though the, this is the crazy thing everybody goes on about work-life balance we had it yeah. we had it in law blame being <laughs> cute yeah who let us get here b&q mm. it was illegal to do it and b&q started opening on a sunday and were making so much money they could afford to pay the fines right so oh dear. do you blame b&q or do you blame people for going shopping <laughs> b&q definitely yeah they wouldn't have been able to go shopping if it wasn't open and then they started doing things like uh, supermarkets were given alcohol licenses before then it was only off licenses had to be specialist areas yeah. and that's when and you had all your community stuff to do it because it's funny that everyone keeps going on about going community and it was actually the community that broke the community <laughs> we did it to ourselves we did honestly it's so <laughs> tragic we did do it to ourselves uh, if only we could have seen what it was like because yeah I, i'm very much a believer that on a sunday I don't want to do anything. I mean, if I see friends, if I see family, that's fine. But I begrudge working. I, I don't turn my computer on if I don't have to. And I think Sunday's the kind of day that I just do what I want. And hopefully the weather's nice and I can get in the garden. But, yeah. Well, like I said to you before we started, I just come back from Munich. And on a Sunday, they have strict noise laws. So you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do things like DIY. You're not allowed to mow the lawn there's all these laws like um noise laws so pretty much the only thing you're allowed to do is relax love it 
Honestly, <laughs> I, 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 it, it was brilliant. I had a great time. I really enjoyed it. I have friends that live there, so I, I just hung out with them, and it was yeah, nice, nice walks, lake swimming on the Sunday. Yeah, so everything's sort of kind of like just chill out. It's yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, it, it was quite amusing some of the things that I saw, but just yeah, the, the much much uh, different way of living. And now I'm intrigued. What did you see? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just sorry yeah it's things like um you, you know like because uh, munich is the bavarian part of germany and they're famous for their later homes and all mm. that it's the amount of people that actually do well ah. yeah yeah because on sunday they go out and do all of these like celebrations they're very community orientated and everyone just dresses in traditional dress wow. so you'll be you'll be on the train going somewhere and about a third of the train they're all dressed in the, like, like the traditional Bavarian gear with a hat and, and all that. And it's just like, before you realise you see that much of it, you stop noticing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, this is, it's like, because when I first got there, I was just like, something going on. And then my friend said, no, they just, they just really embrace their culture. They really do love their culture and they really do embrace it. And yeah, we don't, do we have anything like that? I don't think we really have a lot going on in, uh no no we kind of lost our again like we talk about you know community and you were talking about you know the, the the blue sky dreams of having somewhere where people can come and go um have their coffee waste free shopping and so it's it's about bringing people into the uh, like you said that hub there's um uh an old people's home in amesbury and they have um a restaurant at the bottom or a cafe type restaurant at the bottom that's open to the public oh. but all the residents have access to it as well and and it's a paying restaurant I, I don't know exactly how you know how they fund themselves but it is a proper functioning working kitchen and restaurant and i, yeah, I had lunch with my mum there a couple about a month ago and yeah you sort of you, you get a table they did a nice they did a lovely thai green curry and yeah you just suddenly realize all these residents are turned out and i think we turned up on fish and chip day and it was just it was round you could barely get a table and they you realize that they're all just coming the building the restaurant is actually connected to the building like part of the community part of the of the old people's home so there's mm -hmm. just people wandering about all the time and they just stop come in chat say hello yeah and i was just like that's a brilliant idea yeah how social because a lot of the time you can imagine people feel quite isolated if they're in a home but actually if you bring if you give them a reason to come there there'll be loads of people there and you I can imagine sitting brilliant. with your mum who talks to everybody and anyone <laughs> <laughs> you know like typical stereotype mum you know by the time we'd finished i'm sure half the people knew my date of birth my age where i was my name <laughs> my passwords yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah my mom's similar i don't like going out with her anymore because she's like oh this is my daughter eva and she set up chef salisbury and i'm like oh mom please <laughs> yeah and here's my card we um you know you're looking elderly if there's any deaths coming we do house clearances yeah we'll sit through the good stuff oh so coming back to chef salisbury. oh yeah yeah yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. And that little thing um what because you've you did this through the lockdowns didn't you mm -hmm. how difficult was that i 
fortunately was on furlough for a short period of time in lockdown so I think I kind of decided well I've got a bit of time I can't leave the house I've got nothing else to do I kind of I um I had business as an A-level but I'd never really done anything with it um and with I when I had a bit of free time I was just kind of making these plans so the setup was kind of quite fun because it gave me something to do at a time where everything was a bit up in the air and a bit scary yeah um opening during lockdown was also a bit scary because it was still at the point where like is this ever gonna go away are people ever gonna be like Mm. going out and about or is the world gonna be completely different so it was a bit of a risk in that sense um but kind of now we're on i say we're on the other side of it there's a massive upturn in covid cases and but i think we're kind of a bit more used to living with it so we're more accepting of it yes it's happened and we're not actually going to be able to control it or do anything so yeah we've kind of got to get on with it haven't we yeah exactly that so um yeah it, it was difficult but um fortunately we're not all still in lockdown and we're not still trapped in our houses and um actually the fact that people i think were craving social things community things having parties so we have the perfect stuff for that so i think out of lockdown a lot of people are now planning parties and they come to us and borrow things so actually it's it's worked quite nicely that yeah people are starting to know we're there as well, which is good. Are there any businesses you'd like to link up with? Oh, so we have a couple of businesses slash social enterprises that we're already kind of linked in with, um, including, so we've uh, recently in the last year, I probably should have said this as well, we've um, developed into running toy swaps. So along with Wench, which who who are also on Churchfield's industrial estate, um, we plan events in half terms, so children can come and bring their old toys that they no no longer play with. Uh, they basically get a choice of any of the toys that we have in the hall. They can just pick them up for free. Um, so that's kind of a really nice link that we've got going on because it was something that I've wanted to start a while back and didn't have the energy didn't have the time didn't have the space and um rachel from quench just came in and said oh i've been thinking about doing a toy swap and it's kind of along the same lines of the kind of things that you do i thought it might be quite a good connection i was like yes i am up for that so we've done like three and it's been really popular um it's brilliant because i think the kids don't have that opportunity to pick up stuff that they want um usually if there's a toy in a shop it's probably too expensive or their parents don't want to buy it and just them being able to have free reign of anything that's there um yeah i've gone off on a tangent <laughs> no no that's cool because um, yeah so, so just look like what does rachel at quench do what's what's what is uh, that so um rachel is one of their um employees who is I think she's community engagement. I've probably got that completely wrong. So Quench um, is, part of it is a church and part of it is a social enterprise, but they have a massive hall, which is perfect for laying out all the toys in. Um, 
they used to have a cafe but that's recently shut but I, I think it's probably going to open up again at some point in the future but they are um they're neighbors of ours because uh, obviously we're in Churchfields they're over the road and it's kind of that that perfect um kind of connection they they want to help support people who might not have money um and again we're kind of wanting to help support people that might not have enough to buy the new toys um but yeah it's the last one we run i think we sold seven well i say sold it was free (laughs) we uh we had 75 people register um and and every time we've run them there's been more and more people and and yeah it's it's just really brilliant to have that kind of connection and they're they're quite close by and and great people as well um i like that though because toys are as a kid you know you you love your toys but there is nothing more interesting than a toy you don't have exactly (laughs) and Um, yeah i could i could have turned up with a bundle of toys as a kid and then so what are the rules for borrowing toys just i i take it they they're not allowed to be broken yeah so well they come this is it so we've got a bunch of toys or had a bunch of toys in chair salisbury that that we had available for people to borrow um that they weren't really being borrowed that much which is why i started to think ah perhaps a toy swap would be better because i think I can. O- I don't have kids, but I can only imagine the parents would be worried that the toys would get broken, um, and also the kids would want to play with them for longer, and then be like, "Oh, you have to bring it mm. back now." So I don't think borrowing toys is the right setup, but the swapping of them. So they basically just bring a big bundle of toys. Um, they have to be clean, working, safe, and yeah, they just go into the kind of hall along with all the others, and the kids can pick up. Uh, we say up to five toys each, but we've just kind of got that as a vague. You're not very so strict at this, are you? Yeah. All, if that kid starts time. crying, you're like, okay, I'll help you to the car with that. It's fine. You can have seven. Yeah. <laughs> don't bother putting that one back. No, it's fine. It doesn't matter. You didn't turn up with anything. It's fine. <laughs> I, I don't have the heart to tell you no because you're crying. Exactly. And do you know what? I, I think I somehow I'm, I must be scary to kids because <laughs> the last couple – I'd be like, oh, hi, welcome, hope you're all right, like, pick your toys, and they just, like, hide, or, like, I made one kid cry, I'm like, I should probably just stay in the kitchen for these. They should put you in Halloween-type makeup. (laughs) Just, you've obviously got that energy that kids are like, oh, my God, you may as well make them shit themselves. Yeah, might as well. But that must be, I... I'm I'm now fascinated with this, and I'm trying to think if I've got any toys just to go down there and swap them. Um... (laughs) But as a kid, it's it's a great learning because one of the hardest things as a child is when when your parents say to you, you don't play with that anymore, do you? So you don't need it. But as a child, you you don't own many things that are really yours. And you don't want to sort of like, you're like, no, no, I do play with it. You just don't see me playing with it. You know, (laughs) even though your mum's just actually found it at the back of the couch. Um so the idea of being able to collect all these things and go and give them hand them over and get a load of new things in return that's exciting for a kid mm-hmm. and it kind it sets that early ethos of you don't have to own everything you can share it things can be it's okay for things to be temporary so i think one of the things is as you get older 
like we you know as adults we all talk about it in wellness and mindfulness about how we attach ourselves to objects that have no meaning you know and we hold on and we and that ethos of it's okay to let go of something and something come back in return it's a good way of teaching children that definitely i think i needed that when i was a kid i mean i've still got a whole chest full of teddies that i'm not quite ready to let go of is that weird <laughs> i'm like i i don't ever get them out i don't ever like hug them and stuff like that but it's it's weird that connection between that's a memory from when i was a kid and i Can, don't think i'm ready to when you was a child though were they kind of out in display yeah where they played right so yeah. now they're just actually locked up in prison and so it's like i'm not sure if this is like you revealed a dark side you weren't aware of <laughs> that you like keeping things that are precious to you in solitary confinement mm. um or you just need help letting them go but it is difficult though isn't it because it's childhood it's childhood memories and you know that that's why things like um, anything nostalgic is is so precious because mm -hmm. it, it takes you to a place where life was just simpler and easier and you know you, you had dreams and you got you, know, you could get excited about toy swaps you know? yeah. <laughs> I, mean, that, that, I mean that's just great as a kid the anything that was anything be yeah, a fate going around to another person you know why was dinner at someone else's house much more special than the dinner your mum cooked you know but you know it, it's just everything as a child there's a point where life is can be a big adventure and that's probably what those teddy bears represent not that you like to keep precious things in solitary confinement yeah i like to lock them up and yes. and do you know what you will never <laughs> leave me yeah don't leave i might release them into the toy swap one day is is that the only place that i've found that takes things like cuddly toys on really <clears> are places like the dog's trust and you know they're just going to get ripped to like pieces and i can't do that to them and so. you know there's that one dog that's going to fancy them oh no i didn't even think of that <laughs> i realized as soon as you said that but you haven't thought about that bit have you no i just thought they don't have their head ripped off and but yeah. no no some of those some of those teddy bears are getting sweet loving oh dearie me <laughs> your teddy bears are definitely not going there oh no <laughs> scratch that off the list yeah they're better in a in the prison in my room that's fine well here's because here's another and i'm not trying to ruin this for you but you know that there'll be a teddy bear you're not sure about and that kid will come in that you don't like the look of and they'll set their eyes on it and you'll be like <laughs> and it'll be there that'll be the one picture the Salisbury journal gets as you rugby tackling the kid and stealing the teddy bear back <laughs> it's mine you're not having it yeah i, I can see myself doing that <laughs> as you shout across the room you look like a wrong'un you can't have it so get keep, off him. maybe a good compromise is just get the teddy bears out of the case occasionally let them enjoy some fresh air and some light yeah although someone will walk in and be like what, what's she doing <laughs> just playing with my teddies you know mm. Like you do. I, don't, I don't think no i don't think there's anything wrong with that no no I don't, I don't think there's anything if you've got things that you love like toys or anything like that i, th I think as an adult you should enjoy them and, and embrace them yeah. to me that'd be much better than just watch flicking through tv trying to find something to watch 
That is so true. <laughs> Very true. I like so, it. What would be an, the ideal premises setting then? Oh. <laughs> Because you're in the you're in, on an industrial estate at the moment, mm -hmm. and you know let's just there's quite a few businesses unfortunately that haven't survived the lockdown. There's quite a lot of empty spaces in Salisbury, and I'm not having a dig at charity shops, but you know at le least something that you have actually is really quite useful and is much more community minded. And it would be nice to see more people, you know, getting involved in that. Yeah, so, well, ideal premises, I don't think exists because I'm very uh, picky, but it needs to be. So it needs to have space because a lot of the time we have marquees and gazebos that come back a bit soggy and there's nothing you yeah. can do about that. So we need a bit of space to dry some stuff off. Um, ideally, I would like a window shop front so people can actually see us because the only people who come to share Salisbury at the moment are people who know that we're there yeah. or have reserved stuff. Um, a nice window display, but also parking. So we have like a big six by four marquee and that is like five bags of giant poles and we've got big boxes. And so it's not the kind of thing that you want in the centre of town where you've got to walk it across town to a car park. So, I mean, the, yeah, yeah that's a good point. I, mean, I don't think it exists. That's, no, that's a good point. <laughs> I, I, the first place that sprung to mind was Fitness First by the library. Because oh. that's just shut down. Yeah. And that's on two floors with a big window front. And it's not, it's not too far from the Maltons car park. Hmm. That's not too far. I mean, we could be clever with like trolleys and stuff like that, but. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a way. Yeah. Yeah. Another place is I quite like what's going on in Winchester Street at the moment. So that seems to be, I mean, the shops are relatively small and maybe too small for what we need. But there's loads of really cool independents popping up on there. There's Blueberry Den, which I've already mentioned, the Waste Free Shop. There's yeah. Sisters Wardrobe, um, Jams Ironwork. They're all kind of quite independent, quite interesting shops on that street so i feel like that kind of vibe would suit share salisbury um and whether there's parking a window front i'm not sure <laughs> yeah probably That's... like loading parking but no but it's it's a good point because like you say you you wouldn't mind like a, a sort of a coffee shop as well um maybe uh like a rentable open uh, rentable room or space or for community events you know mm -hmm. it, it's kind of and like i said the closer does it have to be in the center in the center of salisbury probably not but it does give you a good footfall of people that will walk past mm -hmm. i'm trying to think if there's a shop where we could uh, set up a campaign to oust the owners um <laughs> bhs <laughs> there you go yeah, out. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know that that's going to be rammed. Yeah, I'd, yeah. There's no chance, but no. But I mean, that's but that's actually yeah. Because trying to think, this yeah, George Mao. Anything in the George Mao is probably the rent is huge, though, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Do you have yeah. to rent the space you have now, or are you, so, are you kind of getting it as a community grant type space? 
Yeah, they're, they're really good. They've kind of given us the space, um, but where they are a charity as well, when we have money yeah. enough, we, we put donations in, but it's not necessarily like they charge us this amount, amount rent. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, they've kind of allowed us to, to grow and see, um, see if it's something that would be taken on by the community. And it has been so, yeah, it's been really good to kind of test the waters in that space. But I do feel there is there is going to be kind of like a an evolution and a next step and and just some footfall would be good like at the moment even our neighbors are like yeah i didn't even know you were here we've been there for for almost a year now so yeah but that, that's the most m the most difficult thing about any business is getting people to think about you when they need you mm -hmm. um you know anybody and, and not just with when they want to borrow stuff but when when people chuck stuff away if it's in good work and order is think is, is is how you get that mark down there that when somebody's got something that's really deep like <clears throat> very sadly a friend of mine recently passed away and there was a couple of good guitars there and i and i thought about you and then I thought, I don't know if it's something you're going to do. And I was going to get in touch with you. But before I had the chance, somebody else took the guitars. And then literally about two weeks later, I seen you advertising guitars. I was like, damn, I, I had some guitar. I, I could have put claim on them straight away. But because I didn't know if you took them or not, I didn't want to say to the, the other guy helping me with the house, like, no, you can't have them because I want to, to check. Yeah. But it, it is. It's, I suppose it's, it's coming up with a list of things that you, for people to because if, if you've got a because like guitars that they're, they're a big investment or keyboards if your child's on about wanting to learn an instrument and you know an opportunity to borrow one before <clears throat> um you you invest some money in something that they might not use mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's so it's interesting that you say that so the guitar is one of the things that hasn't been borrowed yet so <laughs> that hasn't gone out um and we've more recently had a keyboard donated which hasn't yet been borrowed but it's it's one it's working out whether it's because people don't know about it or because it's there's not an interest there one thing that has been borrowed and requested for and we managed to fulfill a request is a ukulele so someone yeah. said oh, I really want to try playing a ukulele before I buy it. So that one, we kind of did a, a shout out and said, does anyone have a ukulele that they don't need anymore? Um, and someone came forward, donated one, and he's now up playing ukulele for probably the last two months. And I'm quite interested when he comes back in how uh, how many songs he's learned. Or yeah, you, you want a little one-to-one -one recital, please? We've invited <laughs> the neighbours round. <laughs> we can have a little mini concert thank you very much but because i i think it's if it, i think if something is on facebook marketplace or ebay or gumtree or anything like that then then you you could lend it to somebody mm -hmm. but the thing the thing that popped into my head is the thing that instantly if i think my back's playing me up or something like that i know where my chiropractor is Mm -hmm. I've been there for years, but I know where they are. I know they're still open. And I think it's that. It's just that that little bit that every business struggles with that first sort of two or three years is 
how do I let people know we're there enough that you think of me first? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, it, it's really, it's, it's, it's in the news a lot lately about food banks. Now, if you need a food bank, you know where they are. Mm-hmm. And we're, it, whether we're in that climate or not, it, it still just goes along the ethos of not wasting things. And like you say, with toy swap, you know, borrowing instruments to see if you really do have the patience to learn how to play one before you invest in one. And <clears throat> for not just low-income families, but just for anybody, it, it's a, just there's so many benefits to just touching base with you guys first to see if you have it. Same like I would never have thought about a gazebo, and yet I've owned over the years I've owned gazebos that I barely used. And I think one gazebo I had, I don't think I ever bothered going to get it off the person I lent it to. It's <laughs> like, you've done me a favour. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. pretend that I want it, but I don't. You've, you've got a big space in your garage now if you don't have a gazebo. That's, uh, this, this is yeah. it, because you, you buy them because they, they're kind of useful, and but you don't actually use them as much as you think you're going to use them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've typically bought them because you're about to do something. So I'll, I'll get a gazebo. And, you know, before you know it, you spent, you know, you can get them for sort of 60, 70 quid, but you end up buying the one that's 150 quid. Cause you want it to be that little bit easier to open and pop up and stuff like that. And then after, if you're lucky one summer, you don't use it again. Paddling pools have got to be another one, sure. Yeah, so <laughs> that's so interesting. So I've just had someone actually request a paddling pool, but we don't have one yet. So I'm going to stick that on the wish list and see if anyone's got a spare one that they, they no longer want. Because, yeah, as soon as, the, as soon as the weather picks up and it's hot, which I think it is going to be this weekend, people want paddling pools. They want fans. They want, And a lot of the time, those are the things that sell out in shops. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Who who can we approach then to help get the word out a little bit more? Hmm. Who can we approach? Yeah, I, I don't know. Do you know? Who, who, do you know what I mean? Who, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Because, I mean, p- people like me who do podcasts, that, that's fantastic. But my podcasts get listened to. They actually, funnily enough, I found out they do get listened to. Um, <laughs> I've I seen a thing. So I'm not very good at checking my stats because I, I, I just do them because I like doing them. Um, but they do actually get listened to around the world, as it turns wow. out. Hmm. Yeah, I was quite surprised. I had th- this thing. I, I put my podcast on on YouTube as well, obviously, um, but it also goes on a thing called Podbean that just distributes it to like all over the place, like everything from Spotify, Apple. It even does um, iHeartRadio, which you can't get in this country, so I can't even listen to my own podcast through that platform. But I've had yeah, I've had over ten thousand downloads. Wow. Through- imagine if someone on the other side of the world goes i like the sound of a library of things and then yeah. sets them up in their own well this is what i remember you talking to me about last time it was you was it someone in bar or bristol or yeah, something so so there's, so... there's one in Froome that's been going it Froome? For about that's the last it. six years um there's none there's no other libraries of things in Wiltshire, although I was approached by someone from Devizes the other day who would like to have a bit of a chat with me um, because they're wanting to set something up in there. So, this, yeah. Because that was, I remember that was one of your goals as well. You'd like it to kind of spread 
look very much like libraries used to be you know there used to be mobile libraries can you imagine that mobile a mobile share salisbury it just goes yeah. around villages see right so now we also need a van <laughs> a walk-on van you know if anyone's got an old vehicle they don't want this registered mot's and taxed love it well we to saying that i've actually recently bought a van but i don't think i would be allowed to put items in it so we're converting it into a camper because I'm, I'm one of these people that watches all the van life videos on YouTube, and I'm like, I want that life. <laughs> Can you see that there? Yeah. That was number two. That was the first one of two. I converted two vans to campers. Did you? Yeah. And my Did second have... one, my second one was completely off grid: fridge, toilet, solar panels, everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's the life that's what i want to do like that's so that's the end goal we just we just need to make share salisbury kind of uh be able to exist without me being there and then i can go off to europe in my van and what van yeah. have you got it's a peugeot boxer l3 h2 so it's quite a long one no that's perfect um, can you stand um, up in that yes yeah, yeah stand up better. in it you can lie down um, horizontally, so we're going to have a fixed bed and, and be able to, yeah. So while I have a van, I'm not going to be allowed to put all sorts of random stuff in it and drive it <laughs> no. around. It'll be, no. be full of other stuff, but you'll enjoy that. You'll enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. I, I did. Um, yeah, no, I've done all over the southwest. I've done. When I, especially when I was surfing, I've surfed all, um, all the way from the Algarve to Sherbrooke because I've, I've done the whole west coast of Europe. Wow. And I've driven half of that in a van. Mm -hmm. There's something like so freeing about having a van and not having a house full of, I mean, I'd still have a house full of stuff, but yeah, you've got up teddy got, bears. And... <laughs> yeah, they're not coming with. No. <laughs> I might have to, yeah. That would be. It is. It's, it's, if if you if you like it, that there, there, there is there's nothing nothing else will touch it. Mm -hmm. It is you know like I said. I, I mean I, I got I got rid of my vans because I just wasn't using them enough and they were too small to be practical for camping long term, but also small enough you could drive them every day and go to work yeah. and back in them. Um, but that there is, um, I've seen some great places that I would never have seen otherwise. And oh, yeah. I've been to some fa some fantastic places that you just, you would never, that just isn't on any tourist map. You know, um, and I don't know why, but the one that springs to mind is we were on our way back, me and my friend, and we were driving up through northern Spain. Um, I think we might have been going back to the ferry at Santander if it was northern Spain. And we got to the top of these mountains on a glacier and we were just dressed in shorts and t-shirts. So we quickly jumped out, had some pictures taken in front of a glacier. And then on the way back down, we discovered these old Roman baths that were still all the, you know, the hot springs that come up steaming yeah. water. Yeah. Wow. So we, so we just took our t-shirts off and jumped in with all the other people that were camping there. And, um, uh, it, and, and it's just cause we decided to drive back through the mountains. And you never would have seen that. If you got a flight out and you got accommodation never. or a hotel, you would have gone to the main touristy bits and there's just that, just no, opens up never. the world. Yeah. Yeah. There's mountains, rivers, there's places. 
that I've seen and been and never, never would have seen it. And ironically, we did the same in California. We hired this massive proper, like 30 foot long, it's the size of a single decker bus. All right. Um, and we drove from San Francisco to San Diego was the original plan supposed to be surfing. But after a week, my friend had broken his toes surfing. So he was then in this big boot. Um, so he couldn't surf anymore. So once we got to San Diego, we came back up through Yosemite Mountain in the park. And just, yeah, yeah, because we can't surf, so we may as well. There's nothing worse if you can't surf than being by the beach watching your mate surf. So it was just, yeah, yeah, so we came back up through Yosemite Park and just stayed there for a few days by these lakes and everything like that. Again, and we just, you'd never have seen it, we'd never have gone there. And there's uh, places you can go that you just wouldn't go if you weren't in a in a camper. Yeah. Oh, the dream. <laughs> it the is. Dream. You, you'll love it. You, you will absolutely love it. You'll absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been um, such a process, like building it as well. You don't actually realise when you start how much of a a massive, like, yeah task it is and even like we're probably about halfway through we've got um insulation in and we've got the floor in and we've put half of the walls up and now it's kind of like the fun bits of the like where do we want our cupboards where's the bed gonna be and yeah what tiles are we gonna have (laughs) if you go on um instagram and look at beagle beagle van life adventures that's my friend Stacey and Dean, who I was in Munich with. And they have uh, a converted Mercedes van, which Dean did himself. And if you contact Stacey, she will tell you everything you want to know. Oh, love it. I'm going to follow them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll send her a message and tell her to follow, share Salisbury and that you're interested in finding out about the van. Yeah, love it. She, yeah, she's crazy about her and Dean are crazy about it, and they completely built theirs, rebuilt it and everything. Yeah. You know, there's loads of people I could put you in touch with if you, if you want to know about how to build vans and stuff like that. Because I still got friends that all got their own vans. It was just me, I, I got rid of mine. Yeah. No, I don't have anything. Do you do, that's a good question, actually. Do you do tents? Yes, we got so, tents. You got tents? Yeah. You can uh, chuck a tent in the back of their van and you can still do van I, I was thinking for there. me because I, I don't have anything to sleep in now. So if I need a tent, I know where to come and get one. Yeah, we've got a big eight-man. We've got an eight-man and a six-man. And the six-man is, like, just as big as the eight-man. So, yeah, there's some, some decent tents we've got, which um, I thought would be borrowed more than they have done. But I think last year it was a case of not many people knew that we had them. Yeah. And then this year they're kind of, yeah, booked out kind of every other weekend, really, which is cool. So going back to um, <clears throat> who do we need to speak to to get your name out there more? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, everyone. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the truth, isn't it? It's, it's, but yeah. it's, it's, I'm just thinking, like, the, have, have the journal, Salisbury Journal, helped you? So they did, um, before we opened, they did put an article in the journal to say share Salisbury is coming to Salisbury um and yeah that was good so we had a bit of an article we had um lots of people kind of seeing us in there more recently I've kind of sent them a couple of things uh article about toy swap and some other stuff and they haven't 
published it so I don't know if they're maybe not the right route to go down or maybe it wasn't quite interesting or catchy enough or potentially Mm. there could have been other things going on at the same time um but yeah do you know what I find really uh positive is that probably about nine times out of ten when people come back and they hand something back that they've borrowed for the weekend or the the week or whatever they go I've told everyone about you I've told mum I've told my friends like we had a party I told everyone (laughs) so I think what's really nice and what I think has helped to build that base of people who know we exist know what we have know where we are is the people who are spreading the word for us and I find that really um really positive and heartwarming that there's people out there and you see it on Facebook as well someone would be like I don't suppose anyone's got a this, that, or the other that I could borrow, and and I always get tagged. There's always people that go, "Oh, Salisbury." So, what about Love yeah. Salisbury, the radio show? Yeah, I don't think I've contacted them. I know a guy called Rossi. He does the Saturday show on Oddstock Radio, Hospital, uh, uh, Oddstock Hospital Radio. So I, I can get in touch with him because ah. he. I know he has guests on because I've been a guest on his show. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've been on Oddstock Hospital, um, Gillian Friends. Okay. I think that's it called, what's it called. So um, um, he works at Tesco and they've actually be they've donated some stuff to us from Tesco, like the old wine glasses that um, they used to do for free. But I don't think yeah. they're doing that since lockdown. Um, so they donated a bunch of glasses to us and we've had like some other things. But yeah, I think he where he does the um, radio show on Oddstock as well. I've been on there a couple of times, but not for a while, I don't think. So, yeah, um, definitely. What about um, disability aids, wheelchairs, Zimmer frames and stuff like that? Do you take them? Yeah, we have one wheelchair, um, which has two future reservations, but hasn't actually been borrowed just yet. Um, Zimmer frame, we don't have any Zimmer frames, but that could potentially be something useful, definitely. Okay. Hmm. So, <clears throat> before we finish up, what would you like people to take away? Oh, um, uh, <laughs> I'm terrible about this. Right. So, I think if you are in Salisbury and um, you haven't yet been to come and see us, come and say hi and have a look at all the random collection of things that we have available. Um, If you um, want to, you can always sign up as a member for Share Salisbury, which helps to pay the bills, pay our insurance, get new things in for people. And if you're not in Salisbury and you're somewhere else in the world, look into what a library of things is and think about setting one up in your local community because yeah i think they're they're just it's such a nice thing to be able to see people having access to things that they might need but without having to um purchase them and spend money if they might not be able to afford them or even if you can afford them but you just don't want to have that thing sat on your shelf collecting dust for the other nine months of the year that you don't need it for example um and especially kind of at this this point in time when things are getting more expensive and people are trying to scrimp and save it's 
it really is um yeah it's really useful and it's it's been lovely to, to meet some of the people who have come in to share Salisbury because I there's yeah we have a great community in Salisbury I think and there's lots of lovely people around and I've got to meet loads of them now <laughs> which is cool it's a nice place it is a nice place we're, we're much luckier yeah. than people think we are <laughs> yeah yeah I think Salisbury's a fantastic place and if there's any businesses out there that just happen to want to lend you a shop front um oh yeah <laughs> anybody that wants to donate anything or would like to sponsor advertising or knows anyone that can spread the word um yeah get in touch yeah. and my last question which is a random one i've started asking people <clears throat> if you could be any place in time anywhere anywhere what would you be driving and what would you music would you be listening to oh this is a really tricky one okay any point in time so i'd probably go back to like like the tudors or something like that i know it was a bit gross back then but no, that's fine i'd love to see what life was like because it's just going to be completely different and just to be able to see into the past and smell it and uh, probably be a bit gross but experience something that's just completely different i mean the clothes they were beautiful and i mean probably you'd be listening to some weird tudor music but <laughs> it's probably a probably all right to dance to you know so yeah i'd probably go back to tudor period because whereabouts yeah. interest oh where oh um <clears throat> it would have to be a castle somewhere i mean i don't know i don't know which which one exactly but one where yeah because the clothes would be something else mm. and it would probably hopefully smell a little bit less hooey um <laughs> in a castle <laughs> <laughs> along the streets lined with uh human feces but you know <laughs> i'll tell you where would be interesting salisbury would be interested in tudor times oh yeah because you'd be amazed how much of it you'd still recognize yeah the street layout hasn't changed and some of the buildings haven't changed yeah <laughs> that is so true that but is if you, so yeah, true if you walked to cafe into cathedral close it'd still look the same yeah Apart from it wouldn't have the the new sculptures but you know the rest yeah, of it but, would be <laughs> yeah but you would you would recognize it and also the red line hotel hasn't changed it has been around since 1200s isn't in its current sort of state you know as you go through the gates where the um carriage archway is mm -hmm. so the, there's those couples and you know I mean? as soon as you said the tudors and you were singing i was singing salisbury it'd be cool because it you would recognize some of it yeah do you know what that's exactly where i'd go because you would you're right all Hold your like, cross would be there the buildings yeah the market square would would be there i mean i don't think the guild hall would but you'd have cross keys checker would be there yeah so i don't know when it was but the guild hall used to be a completely different building a bit in yeah. front of it and i wonder if that was around then oh yeah definitely definitely yeah and do you think that Odeon, the Odeon's pretty old. That yeah, probably, that, that potentially yeah. would be there. 
there's the cafe. I think it's still a cafe on the corner of Endless Street and Blue Ball Road. And it used to be called 1210. It might still be called the 1210. And that's because that's when it was built. So that would be oh. there. Yeah. Oh, if only we could go back in time. Yeah. That, that would be... It. Salisbury would be fascinating in Tudor times. Because, yeah. like I said, a lot... Ox Road and all of that. All of that. Ox Road and all that would still be there. It would all be there. Those buildings would all be there. It wouldn't have glass fronts, but it would still be there. Yeah. And lastly, when you look back over the last sort of 12, 18 months, what have you got right? Oh. <laughs> um, I, oh, that's a very interesting question. What have I got right? I think, so I've made some good connections just with some really good people in Salisbury. Um, I think that the things that we've got right, I mean, we have, oh, I'm quite proud of our, our social media following. I think that's kind of, yeah, done a lot of goodness in getting the, the message out there. Um, I quite like the website, which I, I learned and built myself. So I think I've done a, an all right job there. Um, yeah. And we've managed to have things available for people to borrow when they've needed them. Some of the time, if people ask for something that we don't have, we've managed to fulfill that as well. So, so we've managed to kind of source stuff. Um, I mean, we're still going, so we must have done something but right. <laughs> but that's, that's it. That's, if you look yeah. at it along the way, you've made some very good decisions along the way. So, you, you, what, you know, so, it's, and uh, so what it is, is over a period of time, you know, you watch YouTube videos and it's always 10 things that you shouldn't do, 10 things I see that are wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I realized mm -hmm. after watching a few of these, it's just like you haven't learned anything. You've just come away with, oh God, I do all of those 10 things and that's all wrong. And, mm -hmm. but you haven't learned what you need to do that's right. Mm -hmm. And so that that's why I like asking people, what, what have you done well? What have you done right? Because, you know, a... yeah, but you're, you're successively running uh, a business that's benefiting the community. Yeah, and it's so, so interesting. Why, why it's such a difficult question to answer as well. It's like... But it reminds me, so when we spoke before, I think I remember, I think it was titled um, Speaking to Businesswoman Eva, yeah. and I kind of went, what, me? Is that what? I feel yeah. like I I'm a businesswoman, I do. And it's just that kind of, um, yeah, now where are you? Oh, we'll just have to carry on. Can you hear me all right now? Yeah, every now and again it kind of goes, like when you're talking. So I don't know if that's me or you. I'm presuming maybe you at this point. I'm going to say it's a complete failure of equipment and stuff at my end. But <laughs> Okay. So, right, so we were, were pretty much, where were we? You were just explaining, what were you just telling me about? Where, what did you do right? Yeah. What did I do right? Um, 
So I'm quite happy with the social media following and I think that's, yeah, a good, good way of getting people to be able to see what it is that we've got and remind people and, and just be in, in people's memories at the point in which they need things. So I think, think that we've done right. And I think, um, yeah, quite chuffed with the website design, which I learned how to design a website and created it and happy with that. And yeah, we've, we're still around. So we've had enough people coming in and, and borrowing things to, to still be um, in existence. So that's something we've done right as well. And yeah. That's good. That's good. That's, and, but it is, it's like I said, because this has probably been one of the most difficult periods in time to try and start up a business and try and get up and running. And the fact you're, you're still here <clears throat> and it's continuing to grow and you still have the energy to think of new things you'd like to try, that, that's a testament to how well you've done. Thanks. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's been a journey, but yeah, it's been a fun, positive journey. And I, I do feel like a completely different person to the person that spoke to you back in April last year, which is all all of it not only have we been there for people when they need things and we've helped out the community if they can't afford the things that they need it's it's helped develop me in a way because there's a lot of things along this journey that I've learned or picked up or yeah and I feel like it's been good for me as well in a very selfish yeah. way. <laughs> no, but that, that's the best things in life are the ones where do you grow and are enjoying yourself at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that, that's that cliche, isn't it? If, if you do something you're passionate about, it never feels like work. Yeah, this is it. And I, so I got made redundant over lockdown, which sounds like a negative thing, but actually is very positive because it means that uh, I wouldn't have uh, opened Share Salisbury if I hadn't. I would have still been working a Monday to Friday <coughs> nine to five. I've developed other skills and do um, I'm self-employed. So I do things um, like designing or, or things like that on the side. So I don't think I would ever go back to a nine to five Monday to Friday because there's too many things that I'm enjoying about what I'm doing now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, positive, I think. And that's a great place to start. Stop, sorry. <laughs> that's perfect. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. I hope you've got the rest of that recording. I don't think I <laughs> could. <laughs>